0: I am
1: unashamed. What about you? So we, uh, we want to welcome a couple of uh, of our friends and guests on the Unashamed podcast. You guys are piping into the Unashamed lair. We've got uh, Adam LaRoche and Matt Light, two of our hunting buddies, and um, just good friends from way back. So welcome to Unashamed.
2: Thank you. Thank you, thank boys. to see you again. Y'all
1: could not be any further apart. <laughs> what, one of them is, is a, a snow. I see snow behind Matt, which I expected Adam, and Adam's like in sunny, someplace sunny. Where are you at, Adam?
2: I'm way down south. Uh, I am down in Key West. Oh, there you go. At a wedding. <laughs> Key West. Older brother's getting married. Well, it's a bachelor party, so...
1: It's a, it's I think one. I think it was just the life of uh, ex-professional athletes, you know, that you would just be you know, in exotic locations every time, you know, you zoom in. It's
2: funny. I, I retired from one and started up about three more. So I think it's <laughs> busier now than when I actually had a job.
1: <laughs> what about you, Matt? Do you miss you miss uh, the old days, the old sports days?
3: Well, I, you know, maybe a little bit, especially this time of year when the playoffs are on and everybody's kind of thinking – you know, back to their days when they were playing and either wanting to be in the Super Bowl or, or having had the experience. And uh, I just want to point out that there is a very noted difference between the football Realm and the baseball realm, and it, it's it's represented in what you see right now. So, so you're tougher. We don't get a whole lot of the creature comforts that the baseball guys get to have on a regular basis. So, yeah, I'm I'm sitting here freezing while Adams down there in paradise hanging out in margarita. Well, the
1: careers are typically longer too for the baseball guy, Not always, but typically. Of course, your old teammate is still going strong uh was he 20 brady's 21 years matt i mean now 21
3: years in he's a 43 year old man playing with a whole bunch of kids and doing it at a high level it's it's kind of hard to believe but look you know the cool thing oh hey there goes a pheasant. <laughs> hey did you guys hear that thing what was a that? Pheasant we going crazy back here <laughs> yeah. but uh you know i i had the uh awesome uh kind of experience of having drew Brees and tom brady as my quarterbacks and uh the fact that both those guys are still playing at a high level is pretty incredible yeah yeah and got to
1: play for the championship i I think this
4: is his 10th super bowl
3: no it's yeah yeah that's right
1: 14 championships games 10th super bowl which is just the same how 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 does that happen it's crazy adam how many years did you play baseball.
2: Uh, I got 12 12 in 12, yeah. 12 in the major leagues and I think 16 or something all, all together. So Right. It mm-hmm. was fun, but I'm glad it's over. <laughs> On to the next things. <laughs> That's exactly sad.
4: Yeah. We were laughing before because the first time I met Adam's wife, of course, we've hunted together many times. I was I flew in to Kansas <laughs> and his wife picked uh, me up uh, in this I don't know what kind of car it was. I think you had gotten it for, for some gift or something. It's like really nice middle of the night. It's midnight. And I mean, I had, I had just met her and we're, <laughs> we're going through some dark field and she looks at me and she says, would you like a massage? <laughs> <laughs> And I couldn't remember what I said. What I said, Adam, do you remember what I said? In response? Yeah, what did she say? I
2: think, man, because we, we lie. I'm not kidding you. Once or twice a year, that gets brought up and we die laughing. I think you looked at her after a long pause and said, Jen, I'm not sure how I should take that.
4: Because I didn't know that cars. Had Could a seat masi- yeah, that would yeah. massage you. I had no idea. That was revolutionary. Oh, and the so, seat was gonna give <laughs> you But I thought, I mean, Jay's, this is Adam's wife. Jay's, what is a, up with these yeah. major league baseball
0: players and these women? You're a young book. Always remember this. I mean, I'm in uh, my 70s. I never mix massage with females in any capacity well, at that, any time. That was what was going through my mind. So
4: now that happened years ago. And every couple of months, Adam sends me a text. Would you like a massage? <laughs> <laughs> and it's still as funny today as it was back then. Uh, well, especially especially
1: us knowing Jen. I mean, the, the, yeah. the fact that that's that you would that, that your she mind would assumed gonna...
4: I knew that this car, because yeah. she was telling yeah. me about the car, and uh, it just. Whoosh, <laughs> but it's it's good First time. time. Yeah, that, that, good, that's
3: another baseball stuff. thing, right? You would never have a football wife say that to you. I'm just <laughs> saying we don't have vehicles <laughs> like that.
4: Never. And the last time I saw you, Matt, we were actually at a Super Bowl party or watch, and I think we were in New Orleans.
3: That's right, yeah. We had, is, a, we had a good time down in New Orleans. And uh, I honestly, I can't even tell you who the two teams that were playing were. <laughs> I don't know if that was breezes. No, I that was that wasn't uh, the no. Super I tell you, who
1: World. it was. It was uh, the Ravens and the Forty ers That's who it was, and that's when Kaepernick. That's right. Remember, he was he was maybe only second year, and they were already in the Super Bowl. I don't remember who did the Ravens win. Who won that Super Bowl? <laughs> I think the Ravens won. I went to that Super Bowl. It's the only Super <laughs> Bowl I sad. won, and I can't even remember who won. <laughs> I None think I, it was the Ravens. Yeah. And you're calling me a young buck. I yeah, you know, around here, you guys appreciate this. Dad still calls us the Young Bucks. I said, Dad, we I'm fifty-six years old. I, I left Young Buck a long time ago.
0: But compared to him and Cy, si, you know, we are the Young Bucks. Yeah. Our blind has aged. Well, when you marry and people are just out of puberty, you can you have children <laughs> right. that will catch up with you. Y'all are gray beards like me now. We're yeah. all gray beards. Well, I
4: said that when we were looking before we started filming us that my nose Keeps getting more crooked because I was seeing it because I've had it broken so many times. And Phil said, "Hey, when you get my age, everything gets crooked."
2: (laughs)
0: I was just giving you young bucks some encouraging (laughs) words, things to look forward to. I don't know what that means, but uh, I—it's scary. (laughs) There comes a time when the big question before you go to sleep is, "What is tonight? Is it either sex or popcorn?" You find yourself saying. Let's go with the popcorn. <laughs> I'm just giving you a little, a little roast, something to look forward to,
1: my uh, man.
2: Dang it, I'm not there yet. Uh, yeah, he
1: just shoot. celebrated twenty years. He's got a while to go. Yeah, and
2: congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm Thank pretty you.
3: good at multitasking. I can eat popcorn and, and carry that's, on as well. That's a good point. <laughs> that's a thought. <laughs> that's a thought.
1: He says both. Oh. He's like radio, both. So the reason we wanted you guys to come on here is you guys um it's had an interesting thing happen that's a charity that you guys work on. So I want you to tell our audience, uh, not only about what you're doing now, and, and which is is awesome, by the way, uh, what you guys are doing uh, to help people with this trafficking, but also then tell, we want them to know about this, uh, big, uh, challenge going on, uh, with the, with the Shermanator and all that. So y'all t- go, tell us, tell us what's happening. Yeah.
2: Matt, you want me to start it?
0: yeah yeah hit it
2: yeah so uh well, for one i've known I've known Sherman and some of those guys for gosh a few years and, and uh man, I'll say one thing about Anthony Sherman, which by the way is our he's our chief's fullback uh, he's been there for ten years or ten or eleven years something like that, and that dude, every time we have soldiers in, for the foundation. And we bring guys into the ranch to come on a deer hunt or turkey hunt or whatever excuse we can come up with to have them out. He will drop what he's doing and drive down from Kansas city to, to come help us serve those guys. Um, so, and, and he'll always throw in, bring down teammates and bring down new guys. And so, um, that being said, the last time he was down, he got the idea that he wanted to prank me after being warned by, I think, I think Grant and Jordan and Tombo, you know, some of the buck commander crew that yeah. that's, that's probably a bad call. And I have a tendency to go over the top in the <laughs> retaliation. And
1: by the against, way, that you uh, just, you, LaRose, you just described the entire buck commander. I mean, you guys kill a lot of really big bucks and a lot of great animals, but I would say about half that show could be a prank show as well as a, no a hunting show. You guys do a lot of that.
2: No doubt. So we've had a ton of experience, and I apparently Sherm hadn't been keeping up with <laughs> the the Buck Commander episodes. But so he decides to go to Sam Sam's Club, I, I think, and and buy a pallet of Oreos. Um, the and cookie? he comes down, and I go out on a the or, the cookie, <laughs> a
4: yeah,
2: pallet, a, a pallet of Oreo cookies. <laughs> so I, I think I think it was twelve to fourteen thousand individual oreo cookies that he dumped in the top of my sunroof in my truck (laughs) so that obviously gave me you know then i had full permission to retaliate
0: yeah
2: and after thinking on it and thinking what was it was it was it was good it was good. I don't know if you guys have seen a video of it. Um, we'll have to get you a, a short clip over because it's pretty funny. Like I go open the door and about, you know, a thousand of them. I'm rolling out. Cole, Cole, can feet, you get, can you get that
1: Cole? yeah. So we're going to, we're going to run that on the podcast. So our audience can watch that.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. And, uh, I, and I'm still pulling them out of vents and compartments <laughs> and, you know, that was two months ago. So we, we, the last couple months. Uh, knowing that Sherm absolutely loved his, loves his Ford F two fifty 50 King ranch, Jack, uh, he's had it like he's, he's had the outside wrapped and, you know, all kinds of extras on it.
3: That got was be the seat, target. Too. It's really nice. It, it seat's nothing.
2: I, I think so. <laughs> King, King ranch edition.
1: Oh yeah, they do. Mine does.
2: So I wanted to, uh, I wanted to, Give it away, but make it look like he was giving giving it away. And then knowing Matt is the king of pranks from his years in the NFL, and and you know haven't done this for a long time. So I brought Matt into it, and um, you know we just started putting our heads together, built a website, got access from some other Chiefs players, uh, Dustin Colquitt and James Winchester, a couple of weeks prior, um, to get into his phone. So those guys <laughs> secretly got the password to his phone. And then I think last Friday, when Sherman went out on the field for practice, those guys snuck in, cracked into his phone, and then tweeted out from his account that he was giving his truck away <laughs> to benefit the E3 Foundation. And you can go to this website and, you know, all these other things. Oh, my so if you Lord. Can, if, you, if you spend a – I think if you buy a $1,000 in tickets, you get a – Jason Aldean or Luke Bryan signed guitar. And then, you know, some other players with oh, in wow. jerseys and stuff. So, but initially, the funniest part was initially everybody thought he was doing it. So yeah. Simon, at the same time, when he came off the field, I had a video waiting for him and, and, and a guy handed him a camera with me on it. And I said, "Sherm," And I told him exactly what just happened. Yeah. And then I said, you basically have two options. You can look like the world's biggest jerk <laughs> And basically tell the world that your truck is more important than our soldiers and victims of human trafficking, or you can jump on board the Sherm fights for freedom bandwagon and, and be the hero that Matt and I are telling the world you are. So, so all these guys, all these guys with big followings, tweet out to millions of people like, "Can't believe our boy Sherm, he's such a patriot. What a great dude!" Because you know, actually, did I him a favor. It was a prank well, yeah. with a perk. <laughs> It was, and, and, right. and he, he took it great. Um, it's just been, it, it's been a blast. Matt and I have got to go on some, some radio shows and some, you know, some of the, some of the national sports shows and, and talk about it. So
3: Matt, go ahead. Yeah, listen, I mean, I think the the most amazing part to me is is the realization, right? So, you know, I would say a, a solid month went into the planning of this thing and, and over that month, period of time just like any prank that you ever pull you're always asking yourself at what point does this thing get ruined at what point <laughs> does he find out at what point this one aspect not come together the website doesn't work the launch doesn't go well we can't get into his twitter account like when's it gonna happen and the, the best part about this one is it never happened i mean it went flawlessly and everybody you know as a as a famous coach of mine used to say all the time, do your job, right? <laughs> and everybody did their job. And Coolquit, you know, he was he was unbelievable in this. That's the Chiefs punter. That's to say, you know, he's, he's, he's the punter. He's right? in the locker room. You know, he's working with these guys. He's seeing everything from the inside out. And the and the timing went great. But when when Sherm walks back in the facility after having launched this epic fundraiser to fight a really important need that he has no idea about hit one of his coaches come up to him and they say, Hey, Sherm, you know, I just got to congratulate you, man. That's awesome. What you're doing with your truck. And of course he has no idea what this cat's telling him. Well, as he's walking back by him, he grabs him and says, Hey man, what, what'd you say about my truck? Like, and he, he I, I didn't get that. And he's like, well, you know what you're doing to raise money. That That's awesome. So, that moment right there was what made all of the month long preparation (laughs) worth it. And it's been a lot of fun to see how far this thing's gone since then.
1: All right, let's, let's take a break. So uh, one of our favorite sponsors, one that Jason and I love and dad would, if he understood what it was about is uh, is called Annie's kit clubs. And basically it's a company that realize what we talk about a lot on this podcast is that you don't want your kids spending too much time on devices, yeah. which they entirely do in our culture. In fact, it's kind of become a, a babysitter for kids, which is not healthy. There's too oh. much bad stuff out there. Not to mention, just too much screen time is not good for them either. So, what they've done is they've come up with a solution for parents to help you. They have these, uh, they call them kit clubs, it's a subscription box that comes in for boys or girls. The boys, one they you know primarily aim you towards for boys, is Young Woodworkers Kit Club. And basically, they send you stuff that they can do woodworking, do projects, and you get a new one every month to work on. The other one for the girls is called Annie's Creative Girls Club, which sends two uh, craft projects every month. So. Great way to develop skills, master real-world stuff that they can use. So it make a great gift. You go to annieskitclubs.com, A-N-N-I-E-S, kitclubs.com, slash Kit phil. They're going to give you 75% off your first shipping, which is a great Whoa. deal. Annie's com slash fill, and get some creativity
0: to your kids. That's a good idea. Great idea.
1: Yeah, I mean, it really is. It fits you guys so well because it's it's the stuff you guys do to each other all the time. In this case, it had an outcome that's really going to be helpful for a lot of people. Adam, tell yeah. a little bit about what E3 Foundation, what you guys do.
2: Man, this started um, – it started out with our combat warriors, and it, and it started really when I was playing in D.C., and I got to go spend a lot of time at Walter Reed, which is our, our military hospital there, and just seeing these kids right off the battlefield that maybe – maybe lost a leg or both legs and, you know, seeing them there with their wives or their fiancés or their parents. And it was amazing at, and I kid you not, almost every one of them in there wasn't feeling sorry for themselves. They weren't, they weren't thinking about, you know, what's next. They were just thinking, how can I get fixed up to get back overseas with my boys and and get back in the fight? You know, they felt like they were letting the team down. So yeah, I just I got a I got a little bit of an inside look at that kind of brotherhood, and then thinking, man, how can we, you know, what can we do for these guys? So we'd start bringing them out to the field from time to time, just give them a change of scenery, um, come out to to nat- the Nationals ballpark and come, you know, take batting practice with us or hit in the cage or you know come do their rehab out there. And then I started thinking about this ranch we had in Kansas and how could we use this for for more of of uh, kingdom work you know, can, and, and can we host these guys and bring them out and just love on them? So we started doing that, uh, about a year or two later, I got introduced to the, to the sex trafficking fight, um, which just absolutely wrecked me. Uh, and, and then obviously that made it easy to, to step away from the game in 2016 and and really dive in headfirst and onto the counter trafficking side. Um, so kind of two parts to answer your question. Um, you know, we like to to serve our vets and then uh support groups doing really good in the in the counter trafficking work um, which is why this is is such a cool prank like you said because not only yeah. did, did we get him back and we gave his truck away which was his pride and joy um but also get to raise a bunch of money that uh, that'll go back into our our Kansas City trafficking initiative
1: yeah which is awesome <clears throat> so Matt tell tell folks how that uh if they want to try to win this truck, what, what, do, what do you do? I mean, we got a big audience. I'm sure there's some guys out here that are like, I, I'd like to. And look, by, by the way, I've been following it on Twitter. So I saw the truck. It's way cool. It's got like an American flag on the fuel door. I mean, he's got some yeah. really tricked out stuff on it. It looks really awesome. What, what would folks it do if they wanted to be, get a part, be a part of
3: It is. You know, it's real easy to, to jump in on this opportunity. You can go to shermfightsforfreedom.org. Sherm. FightsForFreedom.org, and not only do you get a chance at winning his truck, but there's some other incredible packages that are going to be part of uh, this sweepstakes. And you can get entries, you know, where you know you for as little as twenty bucks, you can win an opportunity at this truck. But there's some other incredible packages that come with this thing. You know, you've got um, a hunt that's going to be at the E3 that'll be part of this package. You wow. know, for those that would love to go out and see. You know what they get—a um, a kind of behind-the-scenes look at through Buck Commander and Adams Ranch and the whole nine. Where they host a number of these combat warriors. You know through the E3 Ranch Foundation, um, you can also get signed jerseys because so many of uh, Sherm's teammates have stepped up to help. You know get the word out and and create the hype on this thing. And I think it's also fun to note, you know, that this thing was featured, you know, on Ellen the other day. It's it's got a lot of play. You know, from his teammates, of course, like I noted. Um, and everybody really has done a great job of bringing awareness to the work that Adam and his team do to help fight what is a big fight in the human trafficking realm, as well as the support for our, our military men and women.
0: Awesome. Great
2: job. Well, I think, yeah, you. <laughs> and obviously. And Go ahead, em. sorry. I'll just add to that. With, with uh, a couple teammates jumping on board, you know, right away, Travis Kelsey jumps in and says he'll give you know basically unlimited jerseys. So anybody who spends, I think it's twenty five hundred bucks on on these chances to win uh, Sherm's truck, Travis is going to sign a jersey for him. And then right. Mahomes came in, I think yesterday, and said anybody who's you know buys three thousand dollars worth of chances, Mahomes is going to sign him a uh, one of their authentic jerseys. So Really cool to see his teammates step up and back him. And, and I think this really shows you, you know, the respect he has in that clubhouse and, and what those guys think of him.
3: Well, you know, it's interesting. Well, and Let's not forget one important aspect, and this will be great for a lot of your viewers. Uh, and this is probably the thing that Sherman wanted to make sure that the world really understood about <laughs> this prize package. And that is he still got about 50,000 miles left on his warranty. So let, let's keep that in mind. Hey,
2: Matt is not kidding. That that was he wanted to get that point across. That, wait a minute. I still got another 4 years or 48,000 miles on that warranty. Make sure you make sure you tell everybody that.
1: You know what, what I love he, about he love this, this whole story is that you know on our podcast here which is called unashamed because that's what we are, you know, for Jesus. And, but we talk all the time about people living their lives, you know, with a purpose. And that purpose is just being Christ guys as we go through and do what we do. Obviously we like to hunt, you know, we, we, you guys are, you know, played in the NFL and the MLB, but you guys just by this, I mean, you guys have fun with that. Athletes seem to prank more than anybody else. Just the fraternity of it, I guess. Same with buck commander. But here was a situation where you guys were just having fun doing what you do. And yet look at the blessing that's coming out from the back end of that thing. And so I think it fits our message of what we have for this podcast that, you know, we can live for Jesus. That doesn't, that just means that we do what he's called us to do. And you know, you get to enjoy life. It's fun. I mean, people think uh, Christianity is dull, but look, look, you guys are perfect example. There's nothing dull about all that story. And yet look what's going to happen as a result of it. You guys are going to raise a lot of money. That's going to help a lot of people.
3: Yeah, that's right, Alan. We- yeah, And, you know, and I think that speaks to also, you know, what a lot of people don't realize, uh, you know, about the sports realm is that, you know, it's that kind of brotherhood. It's it's the trust between the players that enables you to be able to do things like this. Because if we didn't trust each other, we would never, you know, poke fun or have fun at this extreme, right? right? It's because we do believe in each other. and And, you know, the locker rooms that I was a part of, when you had teams that trusted each other the way, you know, this Kansas City team trust each other and the way that they support each other, I think that's an incredible message to send. Above and beyond just the work and, and their athletic ability, it's, it's what these guys do to make an impact in their communities. Here's a guy using the biggest stage on earth, you know, the Super Bowl and the platform and the work that he's done, and he's parlaying that into – something that is going to be life-changing and impactful and that's awesome. I mean that's that's something you get excited about. Oh
4: yeah.
0: Y'all have given new meaning to love your neighbor. That's exactly. Well, right. especially in our
4: culture of sensitivity and social distancing it's nice to have something fun where when you look oh. at the big picture, I mean you're you're celebrating one of the pillars that made this country great are these men who are willing men and women Lose who will, who will sacrifice, yeah. you know, their life, limb and, and their life and protecting the innocent, which is, you know, close to my heart. Missy had a ministry where she, you know, helped women come out of sex trafficking in in the United States, you know, little That's kid right. little girls who are being used a lot of times by their parents as a way to make money, which is unbelievable that somebody could even do. And then here you have years later, you know, it's tough for these women to find any kind of purpose and meaning in life who have been been through that. So I just want to commend you guys for right. getting behind that and doing it in a in a fun way, you
1: know, to draw attention so that, you know, the big picture can move on. We appreciate, appreciate you guys being on unashamed podcast. Uh, you're welcome. Sometime we'll have to have you back and just talk, find out what other crazy stuff you got going on. <clears throat> the next prank is who knows what that's going to bring, right?
2: Hey, <laughs> anytime boys. We would love to, well,
1: you guys, love we, we love you guys both for our faith connection. Also our love of the outdoors and hunting and, uh, you know, just appreciate what you guys do. Keep it up.
3: I appreciate you. Thank you.
1: So, Jay, are ever looking for ways to save money. Sure, always right. Yeah, I've got I've got something for you here. Uh-huh. You could save an extra nine hundred and sixty-one dollars a year simply if you checked out the guys at Gabby's Insurance. That's almost a thousand bucks, Dad. That they could save you, and you say, "Well, how could they do that?" Because they go and look for insurance quotes for you, you know, via the internet, which Dad knows nothing about, and you wouldn't have to do it, Dad, because Gabby Insurance would do it for you. They find you the best deals, I guess. Find you the best deals. And so they, they find the savings. And so they'll never sell your info, no annoying spam, no robocalls. It's a good company. Uh, so if you're overpaying or you feel like you may be overpaying your car or your home insurance, check out Gabby. The way you do that is you go to gabby, G A B I dot com slash unashamed. That's G A B I dot com slash unashamed. Find out if they can save a little bit of money, maybe up to a thousand bucks. Not bad, that.
4: That was fun. Yeah. That was I love those guys. You know, the last time I was with Adam, which is I guess a year or two ago, uh I, I forgot. I think I went duck hunting up there, but I just went up there to see him. His ranch and, is in
1: Kansas, in Yeah. Which, and it, then you're always talking about Kansas. How far is it from where you It's hunt?
4: probably an hour, hour and a half. Okay. And so he was like, You better come see me. So <laughs> I when I he heard I was up there duck hunting. So I rode up there one night. We ducked on, and I went up to his. Rat just showed up, and uh, remember old uh, Mike Miller, the turkey killer. He he was up there, and so <laughs> I go into Adam's house, and we he asked me a biblical question, and it was probably it was before dark. We sat there and studied the Bible until it got daylight the next morning. <laughs> you and Adam, yeah. I mean, there's very few times have I done something like that, but it just shows you his heart for God and yep. and wanting to do the right things and study. And I mean, it was an all night volunteer Bible study. I just thought that was incredible.
1: Well, you know, one of the things I, I meant to mention this, but, but I forgot when we were talking to him. But the one of the thing, you know, when he he mentioned about leaving the game. And now being able to do what he does, but he didn't go into details about that. But that was an amazing story. He was playing for the White Sox, yeah. and he had always had his son. And I guess this goes back to probably when he was little boy, you know, always around the clubhouse because he wanted him to not miss miss out on his kids, you know, because he loves his kids, and <clears throat> so he wanted him in that clubhouse, meeting other players, and you know, just and him being in his life. So that every team that he ever played for was like no problem, you know we encourage that that's good. And his last stint, he was with the White Sox, and I don't remember how much he had left on his contract, but it, you know several million dollars. Oh, it
4: was uh, double digit. I mean, it was yeah, like, like, like
1: over 10. 13 million or something like that. Yeah. So you know somebody, some I don't know the details, but somehow somebody supposedly complained about him having Drake, his son, around in the clubhouse because it, maybe it violated something they had. And so basically they just went to him and said, you know, he's not going to be able to hang out here. And so Adam <laughs> just said, well, if he ain't welcome, then I'm out of here. I'll retire. Well, it, and, and most serious. people thought it was stupid because he
4: turned down however many million it was to do that. But anybody who knows him, I I was not surprised oh, I neither. <clears throat> at all. And he's looking at it like, and we always talk about these priorities. Right. Yeah, you have God, your family, people.
1: Baseball was down
4: his his list,
1: and he and you know we were talking about in the last podcast about how people about how people view them, and he got I would say as at least as much or more negativity about it from people saying, "Well, that's your work. You shouldn't." I can't take my kid to work. Oh, there was right. a lot of negativity yeah. around his decision, but I sent him a text immediately. And I was like Adam Roche, that is to me the best picture of a dad that you could ever have that you said, you know what? I don't care what money you're talking about. It's not worth more than my relationship with my kid.
4: And does it shock you that, you know, before we, uh, we filmed that talking to him, we were, I was talking about what his kids were doing and he was like, his daughter's a missionary in 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 a foreign country. you know, And I'm like, okay, when you make those types of decisions, your kids take notice. That's right. Yeah. Because basically his son realized that day that my dad views our relationship
0: more than he does $15 million. Right. That's a
4: pretty good foundation for success. If
0: I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but have not love, I'm nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames but have not love, I gain nothing. There's a, there's a lesson in there, boys. That's exactly right.
4: Exactly.
0: And I think those
1: guys show it. And, of course, Matt, the first time I met him, he was, I think, maybe it was in his last season. Uh, I don't know if he spent his whole career. In New England? In- yeah, yeah, I think, I think he did. spent his whole career. In- yeah, you know, I think he did. Several Super Bowls. Obviously, he was an impressive guy. He either had just retired or was about to when I first met him. But, man, just same experience as you, Jess. We were sitting mm-hmm. in a restaurant, and, you know, it's, it's at SHOT Show, and there's a lot of people, and I just happened to be sitting next to Matt. And people are eating and visiting and laughing, and it's loud. But we kind of were in close together. We started talking about the Bible and about his spiritual life and how it guided him and to mm. his, with his family and all that. And it was like we were alone. We were in a huge restaurant in Vegas on the Strip. All these conversations going on, but we're just kind of dialed in. And I was so impressed. I just thought, man, because you know, you think about pro athletes. And I, so many negative stories about oh, it, but yeah. then you run, run up on a guy like this, and I knew he liked to hunt. But still, I mean, I
4: mean, what's so weird is we were on Bourbon Street at the Super Bowl, at a house gathering. There were more professional athletes. You know, I was with Willie, yeah. and that's where we were, and that's where I met him. And we're sitting there talking because I'll never forget it because I felt like.
1: There weren't a whole lot of sober people there. You know, we're, we're, so look, here. I'm on the couch. That's shocking. We're, be, are you saying there are drunk people on Berber Street? Yeah. Now, now
4: look, here, here's what's... You're going to find this fascinating. I'm sitting here talking to Matt Light, you know, lineman from New England Patriots. Beside me was Johnny Manziel. And, and, and he Johnny. was sober too. Really? Oh yeah. And we're talking about you know, biblical things and, and, and like, and, cause that I don't know, there was tons of people there, but we just found ourselves. That was the crew that I had. Well, it's kind of and funny. Uh, cause
1: in a setting like that, you know, uh, Mike Kellett always used to say that at a youth rally, the, the bad kids are always going to find each other at a youth rally. In yeah. this case, in a, in a drunk setting, the good people, <laughs> the, the ones who are sober are going to find.
4: I them. know a lot of people may <laughs> think, you know, from, it's been chronicled, you know, Johnny Manziel's troubles, but that's a true fact. He was, hmm. you know, he was, I'm not sure what year we could look back in his career when that was, <laughs> but uh, it was just a cool experience. But that that's how I met him, and I, and I just, I was really, I really liked, you know, what he had to say, and I'm not shocked that they're behind doing something
1: that's helping these people. So, let's take another break. One of the things the uh, coronavirus has uh, done um, is it has definitely increased weapons buying during this period of time. And, you know, a lot of it is a lot of people are buying more guns anyway and ammo. It's hard to even find ammo, you know, for your, for your pistols and your <laughs> yeah. guns. Because everybody's like, not sure. We have these riots all summer. Can you, you know, is the government going to protect us? And that, that kind of stuff hasn't seemed to go away. One of our sponsors is a company called iTarget Pro. And basically what they do is they know all of these people who are buying handguns, a lot of people that don't have a lot of experience. So they give you a way to be able to practice if you can't always get to the gun range or get you know have some property or someplace you can shoot at.
4: Muscle memory.
1: Muscle memory. And so basically you set it up on your phone. It's got a laser bullet in the gun. And then you shoot at a target from whatever range that you're looking at, and your phone tells you whether you're on target or not. You're
0: doing this in your hallway.
1: In your hallway. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. In your own house or out in your yard. It's so Star Wars it's, for adults. It really is. It's a great idea, and it helps teach you shoot better. So you can save 10% and you get free shipping if you use the offer code FILL, when you go to iTargetPro, the letter I, 10% off, free shipping. Use that offer code Phil, iTargetPro. I want to mention that, Jace, because I think it was the last podcast you were talking about when you work with people and everybody's flawed. So, to say flawed people, we're all flawed. But if you work with people that a lot of times other people just write off, it does open up doors. And so, the reason we know Adam and Matt is because somewhere Willie got into the Major League Baseball world yeah. and started kind of got behind the, the curtain of, you know, because they're a very tight fraternity. And started sharing Jesus with people. And, and some people started coming around. And then it was like, well, Willie's okay to talk to. But, I mean, he literally, a lot of people came to Christ. And so that's how he found Adam mm-hmm. through those relationships. And then that led to Buck Commander, which has some other former major league players on it.
4: And country music singers. Right, Luke Bryan. I went on one trip with them. And, cause, but I'm not a deer hunter. And I only deer hunt for food. And they shoot these big bucks. and Oh, yeah.
1: Well, Mount, uh, 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 LaRoche will shoot anything. Like he's shot mountain lions with a bow. I mean, well, right. he, he's like he's into it. You know? Well, but I mean, I and I just
4: I like ducks, so, so I just didn't. I felt kind of out of place, and they're all I don't know famous guys, and they're they're more pranksters. I'm more the dry humor. You know, I don't <laughs> like somebody. Like, I'm looking over both shoulders everywhere I go. It's
1: more jocular than we're Yeah, know, they, they
4: do. You know, they set off a grenade one time, which they apologize for that. <laughs> oh, there's been a lot of damage wow. to stuff. You watch some of that stuff, and they're like, oh, might
1: to pulled you, back it, went a little too far. If you're into that, though, check out Buck Commander on Outdoor Channel, yeah. because it's this, this one prank and big dead animal after another. I, I mean, kind of
4: like dry safe humor (laughs) i'm not but remember that's why uh willie and i fought so much as kids i try to
0: stay away from explosive devices yeah and people like (laughs) at all costs putting putting their hands on me you know they wrestle
4: oh they fight and and they yeah like fight yeah that's just what they do and i'm you know i i i graduated out of that at about (laughs) 12. <laughs> and, but it's okay that they do that. We're not that, talking about it. That. That's why Willie and I used to fight so much because he was all the time setting up little <laughs> pranks. Right. So, you know, he would, I would just like, if we're going to fight, let's fight. And the rest of is competition. But he would set up booby traps. That was his idea of fun. Because so, whenever one of us would get in trouble, and you probably remember this, we would run and the back door would never lock in a way where you had to turn the knob. If you hit it with enough force, it just flew open. Just, it would fly open. It didn't quite catch. So every time we would get in trouble, we would hit that back door. I mean you just run and you'd hit it wide open. <laughs> so Willie put a board because he knew that. He put a board about ankle high. So that, and didn't say anything. And the next time I got in trouble I took off row and I hit that door where well, that board caught my ankles and I just facial and he's
0: that was his idea of this is fun gentlemen you've just heard a rundown on the making of the redneck mind (laughs) (laughs) and there were many many episodes between those two doing that kind of stuff but it was just
4: kind of the way to him he didn't Mm -hmm. really mean anything by it but that
1: was his idea of well usually when you when the pranks would happen between y'all or even me to a certain extent someone got hurt yeah, there was a lot of injuries. See, I like this prank where the guy yeah, nobody got hurt on this. Uh, Seppi lost his truck. You
4: know? All right, well, right, but it was no. That's a good prank. But a lot of their <laughs> pranks deals with some kind of you know hospital visit or that it just went wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is part of the problem. Well, to their to Adam's thing about the um, the two kind of aspects of e three, his foundation. Yeah. I know that the military side is a big part of it, and of course, you know, there's a lot of guys that in the hunting world you see a lot of vets, obviously that grew up hunting. You know? Yeah,
0: we have a, a group of vets coming down uh, Sunday. Yeah. they allowed them. The government officials allowed for it to have one more hunt February, which I love and the idea. I never have seen that, but there's about seven or eight of them that, and uh, they they're on the premises tomorrow. Stone's well, Stone's cool. going to so, cook yeah. for him. He's, I gave uh, an old, opinion. His old buddy he stayed with uh, for a year in Afghanistan, uh-huh. the same tent. He's showing back up. So, so one
1: of the so next week we're gonna we're gonna talk about the hunt, Dad, because next week uh, we're having Matt Lida, who's who's a buddy of mine initially, but now he and Stone are buds. Yeah. And uh, he works for a group called Nine Line, so we're gonna talk about that. So he and Stone are gonna be on the podcast when Jason's gonna be out of town, so he's gonna. Yeah.
4: Well, they do that. Uh, and I had pitched that idea to many government officials. I'm not sure that's why it ever happened, but we, we didn't know. It, Jace has
1: a lot of pull. No, we had no I, idea.
4: Well when uh Trump Jr. when we went hunting, I, that was one you know, I was like you know, we're talking about the president of the United States here, you know, when he was yeah. elected as president. So I thought I'm gonna give him everything I can think of that's good <laughs> and maybe so that was one of the things. It's like we should you know, take kids hunting. Mm-hmm. Of course, I was doing it all in the vein of opening up the sanctuaries because I don't like it where you domesticate the ducks. I want to keep them wild. I don't want to have any places where they can go. They don't act them like themselves. Yeah, and right. if you're like, well, what are you talking about? It the same thing happens. Like golf courses have turned into that thing. Ducks figured out because they're they're using all this fertilizer and planting all this grass and all this feed. and There's water, when you can't hunt them. So they just said, hey.
1: This is welfare. The only thing for you got to watch out for is a stray golf ball every once in a while. But other than that, we're safe here. We're safe. So, and I've actually had the opportunity
4: to hunt a golf course pond, and it's awesome. But <laughs> so it's so not upon. all of them are safe. <laughs> well, right. It, it's frowned upon. But a lot of people would say, oh, you know, but I don't like it that number one, they destroy the golf courses, but they become, they lose their wildness, yeah. which is not good for them long-term. Right. And so, but two of the things that you think they're accomplishing the government, which I, I think this is awesome by having this weekend that's after duck season there, they have the military they veterans go. only and, and the kids day, the you, kids is Saturday and the veterans, which Saturday. is the same two groups of people that Adam's charity, which is ironic. Yeah. You're trying to protect the innocent and you're trying to lift up, our military and and the guys who have served, especially, you know, the ones Adam, he's helping. I mean, just think about what they've given up to make this country great. And and I feel like that people forget that as American citizens. I mean, I just feel like that somehow, I mean, we say never forget, but I, I feel like they do. Mm-hmm. And so those two groups, man, I mean, that that's that's where you need to step up. That's why I love what they're doing. Let's take another break. I was just thinking when he brought up talking about the this human trafficking problem, and we continued even talking after the after we quit filming about it. And you could see his passion and how much of a problem it is. And he he brought up the fact because I I think we need to have him on and do a whole show because he was talking about this social media aspect. Now is is a lot of how this is getting started. They. These old boys get in there and manipulate the minds of you know young girls, and the next thing you know, and young boys, they're in a yeah yeah, and and they're in a situation where, you know, it's hard to blame them for being manipulated in in right. this situation. So they're trying to help it, but if you want to know, always think about Jesus's words on how serious he took something like that. When in Matthew 18, you know, he has this, you know, that's titled the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And in verse two, he said he called a little child, which represents the innocent, is my point, and had him stand among them and said, I tell you the truth, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child, is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And we know the innocence that represents, but also them being naive and trusting, you know, of authority. But then he says this, and whoever welcomes a little child like this in my name welcomes me. But if anyone causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for him to have a large millstone hung around his neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. So, you know, it, it's it's he gives you the picture here of this is something that we need to take serious. I mean, in this light, he was like causing them to one day stumble, which is the same thing which has happened in the human trafficking. They take the innocent, they abuse them, they use them, you know, for financial gain. But what they really do is they, they cause them so much problems after that, even if they get detached right. <clears> from their <throat> own lives, because you just think, how do you survive in that? Well, the sad thing is I think those that Adam and them are helping, most of those people, they're just trying to make a buck, and they've devalued human life so much to where you would take your own offspring yep. and use it as a way for money. How how far down deep into darkness
1: have deep, you gone deep, deep. to where you can do that? Which, you know, a lot of us tied up in this opioid addiction too, because these people are addicts. Oh, right. And all of a sudden, what are you going to get to make money for your next hit? Well, you will start looking around. I guess well, it'll be the kiddos. Yep. I mean, just that's how warped it can get, you know?
4: Well, I, I've heard story after story, you know, with my wife's ministry that she she would help those those girls and you know, sad that they were almost the same like type stories, except the details were more graphic and, and it's just horrible. I mean, you're just like unimaginable yeah. that family members would, would do that. Of course, drugs are involved, but still just to get that far down of making one bad decision after another and to devalue human life, even your own family, and just, of course, most of their parents are all dead or in prison. Yeah. It all came to a just a crashing halt. That's why you know some of you out here listening. Once you start going down that road, there's no happy endings. Yes,
1: yeah, you're right. You know,
4: for the ones that are causing, it, there's no, no happy ending. What uh, Adam and them do, and and my wife is involved in, and, and different things. It at least creates. A happy ending for the sinned against, which are these kids who are rescued. You know, rehabilitated is not probably the right word, but just given a platform to start over, despite because it, you know, I can't imagine having to overcome all that. Of course, ultimately, we know that Jesus can provide, you know, that ultimate platform. Well, I know again. I know.
1: part of what they're specifically using this money for that they're raising from this one project from Sherm's truck is that a 30-day house to mm-hmm. be able to just step out of where they've been in this terrible situation where they, they know they're safe, they're protected, you know, because they're, they're still thinking everybody's out to get them. Some of these are very young people. And so that Adam told me specifically was one of the things they're doing with this project in the Kansas City area because every city – that's what you have to have. You got to have warriors like what these guys are doing yep. that are able to do it. There's a we know a lot of ex military and a lot of law, current law enforcement guys that they'll take their vacation and they'll go to a foreign country just to rescue kids yep. who are being trafficked. You know, and yes. I just look at it because they've got the expertise to do it. But look, some of them, I'm sure that's probably not. I mean, they're probably putting their life on the line and everything else to be able to do that, oh, yeah. and yet they're willing to do it, which is you know because the Bible talks about protecting the innocent. Like you said, the millstone, I, I I don't want to be that person. Well, you just
4: see how, how strongly he, he views that. Right. I mean, that's, that's what we're supposed to be here for. I mean, if we can't do that, I mean, this country will just be poof. That's exactly I mean, right. that's why we we're so adamant about whether they're unborn or their kids who are being abused, but somebody has to stand up and protect the innocent. Right. And I just feel like I know it's men and women should do that, but just as a man, I just feel like that's just something I need to do when the opportunities come up. Yeah, well,
1: <clears throat> I guess that'll do us for today. Uh, since you brought that up about the uh, fight for the unborn, there, I mentioned this last year. There was a a movie called Roe versus Wade, and I didn't think it was ever going to get made. Uh, it was a it it really goes in behind the scenes and tells what happens on the court case and all that. And I had a small tiny cameo role in the movie and uh, so uh, I'll tell you more it's finally going to get released April 2nd so we're supposed to have a private screen and I want to see it. it'll be the best 20 seconds of your life the part I'm in um, on the movie but the big picture of what it tells is really powerful so I'll tell more about yeah. it in future episode. And before
4: that do y'all have a Super Bowl prediction? You know. Now this
1: will run after the
4: Super Bowl. That's but right. I, I want to get you on record. You know
1: I, here, I, here's what, here's my take. I think Kansas City will win, but I'm going to be pulling for Tampa Bay because for the first time ever, I've always pulled against Brady. I don't know why, just because he was good, I guess, and New England was so good. But now he's like the underdog, and he went down there to Tampa, and all of a sudden they're in the Super Bowl, and I'm just like, I'd kind of like to see him win. But after hearing about all the Chiefs, I know, I know, the it's calls, well, I'm I know. all Chiefs now, <laughs> Chiefs by twenty. <laughs> I think the Chiefs are going to win, but I'm pulling for Brady.
2: Yeah,
0: that's where I'm at. Right? I would rather the Chiefs win. But never underestimate Brady. Okay, so, you think so we Tampa got win. two
4: Tampa's and one Chiefs. Right, there you go. We'll see. Chiefs will win. <laughs>